Hello, everybody, and welcome to Typhoon Talks, a podcast by Typhoon Consulting, a boutique management consultancy headquartered in Hong Kong. My name is Michael Grady. I am a consultant here with the firm, here joined by my co-host, Chen Yang. Welcome, Chen. Hello, everyone. So today, this episode will be kicking off a new series where we are having a guest host, Kim Louise Fairweather, who is a leader in our change management, very successful change management practice here at Typhoon, uh, Typhoon Consulting. And she's going to kind of take us through three or four episodes, all outlining different uh, facets of the, of the change management capability and kind of provide us a couple of insights about her time as a change manager in, in many major organizations. So I'm going to turn it over to Chen. Right. So to begin with, I want to ask, what is change management and its origins? Can you tell us a bit about this? Yeah. Um, so change management is all about people. So basically, in a project, what we're trying to do is we have our, our as-is situation, let's call that A, and we have our 2B situation, which is B. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to move people from our as-is situation to our 2B situation. And then we're trying to embed that, so make it stick. So um, there should be um, a lot of levels of change management. Can you tell us what are these kind of levels? Yeah, so, so basically change management has been kicking around for a while. Um, change management is really about the facts, so telling people about the facts and then the emotions. And the emotions about, is about bringing people along a journey so that when we make a change, they're emotionally involved in that change and they actually want the change to happen and, and make the change happen. So it's, it's really those two key things. Right. So if we look at a project, um, we say we, we are very familiar with a, a term called project management. Mm -hmm. So what's project management's relation to change management? Is it a bigger term that includes change management or it's a parallel concept? So project management can contain change management as part of it, but generally project management is about implementing a thing. So most projects nowadays are about systems. So we're implementing a new system or we're changing a system. So we can get a new system and we can give it to people and that's the system it's implemented. But that will not work if we don't do any change management because you can deliver a system, but if, if the people aren't going to use the system, if the people don't know how to use the system, if the people don't know anything about the system, it won't work. So really project management and change management have to work in parallel um, change management is a fundamental part of making the project work. Okay, so if I understand correctly, change management is more about finding out solutions and change management is more about implementing these solutions effectively. Yeah, so, so I'll give you an example. So recently I worked on a, on a project in, in financial services in Hong Kong. Um, this was a compliance project. So Basically, it's, it's quite clear what the, the outcome of the project is. The scope is quite clear. But it's also very important that every person in the organization understands what it is we're trying to achieve. There's no ambiguity. So in order to do that, it, it was important to define what the project actually was. 
So we created a fact book to provide consistency and clarity across the organisation. Um, and the benefit of that was it meant that we could use that for all other types of communications. So if anyone in a particular area wanted to, to communicate something about this change, then they just they went into the fact book, took information from that, and it, it just meant it just made sure that any communications which were done internally or externally were consistent and clear. Yeah, one of the questions I'd like to ask, um, just real quick, is I've heard uh, change management in general can be, I've, I've heard, I'm, I'm not really an expert myself, but I've heard it, it can be quite difficult um, in, on multiple different things because you are dealing with people and a lot of times you're dealing with um, you know, many t interworkings of many different teams and many different sections of, of a business organization. In your experience, what are the what are the kinds of difficult change management projects to undertake? Like, is it, you know, like I said before, like two teams, specific types of teams working together? Is it a specific sector, like a financial services kind of mm -hmm. change management project harder than, um, like, I don't know, insurance or something like that? Do you understand yeah. what I mean? So I've, I've worked a lot on insurance projects, mm. and I find that it's, there's difficulty involved when you're changing the sales process um, and the distributors because these people know their jobs, they know how to sell and they're very good at selling. But when you try to change a system or bring in a new system for them, it, it's, it's difficult because they're, they're not used to changing. They like what they do, they know what they do. The important thing for them is sell, sell, sell. So anything that gets in the way of that, they're not comfortable with. So this is where change management can play a really important role. And what's, in a situation like that, it's very interesting that kind of, um, that phrase uses that they know how to sell, but even if you're, the thing that kind of perplexes me a little bit is even if you're trying to make their job easier to sell, right? Like we hear a lot about the digitalization of uh, you know, using tech platforms or CRM platforms to kind of, uh, modernize sort of sales life cycles for big sales forces like that. And I, I assume maybe some of the change management projects will be with technology like that. How do you articulate to a, a sales force of hundreds of people that even though you're changing their process and you're, and you're making it a little bit hard in them, um, that it's like useful? Is it quantitative? Is it kind of a internal branding kind of thing? Is it leadership? Well, I think Going back to the original definition of change management, it's, it's really important. If you want to convince people to move from A to B, first of all, you have to understand what A is. And a lot of the time when you're doing a project, people don't understand what A is. So in order to get buy-in from these people, first of all, you have to understand what they do just now. And you have to understand how the system that you're implementing will benefit them. And when you understand how it will benefit them, then you, you communicate those benefits to them so that you can move them along the journey to the to the 2B process. So it's, it's all about people. It's, it's all about understanding what they do. You're not going to bring a system in that's going to make their life harder. The, the, the objective of these things is, is to make it easier, to make it more efficient. Um, you just have to engage these people, communicate with them, clear messages if it's a hard message then just be clear and upfront about it don't pretend that uh, you know if, if if it involves some people losing their jobs or whatever just be honest about it 
um, but communicate with them. Um, yeah, that no, makes sense. It's a great answer. Yeah, so what I have observed in many companies is that um, a lot of people just, they're just very happy with the status quo and they don't care what you want to promote. It is not that they don't know what you want to achieve. They, they're clear about what you want to achieve. They just don't want to be part of it. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at a, a senior level, many people just don't want you to prove them wrong. They want the original way. So in face of these kind of situations, how do you deal with them? So there's, there's lots of models out there which help you along the, the journey of change management. It's really important that you have buy-in from the guys at the top or it's not going to succeed. So you have to make sure that these guys, generally the changes should come from them anyway, so from, from these people at the top. And then you work through a process, like um, Lewin has a change management model, which is about unfreeze, changing and refreezing. So it's, it's understanding again, like I was saying before, it's understanding where the current situation is. And if there's any resistance to change, it's, it's basically understand where the resistance is, get your champions, work with these champions um, and, and move them along. So do you find it harder to deal with the resistance from senior level or junior level? I think senior level because really if the senior people are against the change, it, it's, it's going to be very difficult to, to implement. It will permeate it. to the lower levels yeah. anyway. So. Yeah. So another question I have um, is, in sp specific, what are kind of the risks of not using change managers as far as kind of pitching yourselves to, to these executive leadership teams to say, you, you need someone like me to make sure this, like all the things you've said, all these things are delivered, you get from A to B, the change is embedded. Um, what are some of the, the kind of risks that you articulate some of the decision makers in these big organizations? So so one of the problems with change management is it, it seems a bit woolly. So it's, it's difficult for people to define, okay, we did change management on this project. It had a, a huge positive impact, but it's very difficult to, to quantify that. You can quantify what happens if you don't do change management. So a lot of times with projects, delays, missed milestones, budget overruns, rework, a lot of these things are down to the fact that change management wasn't done and, and things weren't communicated properly. So there was a project that I, I worked on recently and it was a cross-divisional project. Um, and just by defining what it was we were trying to implement and making sure that everyone understood that, we, we highlighted some inconsistencies in understanding across in, in different um, areas of the company. And without change management, we wouldn't have been able to do that. So one of the benefits is you play a neutral role in the project. So we had um, different project managers in different areas and then project and change management sat over that. So we were speaking to all of these different people. And um, as a change manager, I'm not on anybody's side. I'm on the side of, of the company and the customer. So I look at things from a, from a customer viewpoint. So I'm kind of flipping things. And by flipping things, I'm making people think more about what they're actually delivering. So begin with the end in mind. And by doing that, you're, you're lifting people out of, oh, system, system, system. And when you lift people out, then they, when they start to think about things differently, you can identify inconsistencies. And by doing that, you can avert 
serious problems which might happen later sort of down the line. Sort of the value sort of instead of the yeah. inconvenience it might be causing them. Very yeah. interesting, very interesting. Yeah. What are some of the normal uh, sort of pushbacks that, like you said originally that some of the um, executives might find it a little bit hard to quantify or a little bit mm -hmm. like, you know, fairy dust as we would say in the in the States, but what are some of the, the pushbacks that we'll say? Is, is there ever where you're, you're asked to quantify the change or is it just kind of so it's usually budget. It's usually budget, budget okay. because budgets are always so tight. So with our, our systems implementation, it's very easy to see, okay, we're going to implement the system. We've implemented the system. Tick. Fantastic. Um, but then it's difficult to, to quantify that from a change management perspective. So it, it, from a budget perspective, we'll say, I don't understand why we need to do this. So um, one of the benefits on doing this in a compliance project is uh, compliance is a must do. So if you can convince people to use change management on a compliance project, and then they can see the benefits from that, um, then you can you can sing the benefits to everyone else, tell them what happened, what was averted as a result of using change management, and then build on that. So I think it's getting it in there in a project, and then proving telling that it works. everyone, proving that it works, and telling yeah. everyone the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. So you said change management is more about people. Yeah. So at the end of the project, how do you measure the result of this project? Do you measure the happiness of people or um, the achievement of the business goal? What are the dimensions you look at? Um, I, I think the successful um, implementation of the project and the fact that it's embedded. So for example if you're implement, implementing a system and at the end no one uses it then it's failed right. if you implement a system and people are using it then it's succeeded and change management will help people use that system so that that's um, i mean it's, again it's, it's similar to what i was saying before it's kind of almost like a negative thing if it if you don't use it people don't use the system if you do use it people do use the system so i i think it's it's almost you know, without it, it won't succeed. Yeah, a lot of companies are building their IT systems or upgrading their IT systems. And as a result, a lot of employees are replaced by these systems. So how do you deal with that kind of situation when the result of change management is redundancy? Yeah, I, th I think, like I said before, you just have to be clear from the start what it is you're trying to achieve. And also, it doesn't necessarily mean that people will lose their jobs. It, it probably means that their jobs will change. So you have to identify very quickly um, how people's jobs are going to change and explain that to them and work with them and retrain them and create new job descriptions, um, but just make it very clear rather than... How it's going to change their day-to-day. -day. Yeah. But if you're too honest in the beginning, then they are not, they are more reluctant to do the knowledge transfer. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that, I mean, that's really difficult. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A counterpoint to that might actually be that on some of those big IT implementation projects, what the, the business case has kind of already been signed, right? Yeah. So that people have already lost their jobs if you're, if they're change managers in there already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I definitely see how that could be a, a very combative thing is, you know, people who've been at a, a major firm for a very long time and then these yeah. kind of 
big bad consultants come in and start telling them it's very it's very um, important I can see yeah. just in this conversation to kind of articulate the benefits and just I don't know calm them down make sure that the value is, is very clear if change management is so much about people why um, it's not a job of HR department why do they hire change management consultants yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, HR plays different roles and different functions. So, you know, some of the HR functions will be about recruiting people, um, training people, etc. Uh, through on a project, you need in change management, especially you need particular skills and you need to, to learn these skills. And you also need the experience of working on projects. So I think it's a it's a change management professional that should do that work and I think it is different to, to HR. Um, I think some people from HR would have particular skills that you could use but it, it depends on the functions that the, the HR people are, are playing. I mean you obviously need the examples you were talking about before if, if it's a, a major program where people will lose their jobs then you need to involve HR as well um, but the change manager is really about like I said defining the as is to be and moving people along that that process right so it's both hr and the business yeah yeah that's a very good question very interesting um so kale can you this is that's about all the time we have can you give us kind of a sneak peek about the next couple episodes i know we're going to do some things with models we're going to do some um some other case study kind of stuff correct can you give us a little bit yes peek? so we're going to focus on, like, like I was saying before, there's a there's a, f um, a few models which can help you through the the change management process. So we're going to tell you about these, uh, and then we're going to focus specifically on the ADCAR model. Um, so yeah, there's lots of exciting things coming along, which I'm sure you're all looking forward to. Yeah, that's all. That's all the time we have now. Uh, very good stuff from from Kim Louise. A lot of great insights about change management and just the, the kind of specialty in general. So follow us on Twitter at Typhoon Buzz. Follow us on SoundCloud, Typhoon or SoundCloud.com slash Typhoon Talks. Follow us on Facebook and tune into our website, TyphoonConsulting.com for our other POVs, research and podcast content. Thanks. See ya. See you. Bye.